Hi, you're listening to Aftermath of Layoffs, Attitude Landmines, and What Managers Can Do About It by SeriousLeadershipCoaching.com. This is your host, Dipti. So I rolled out of bed last Friday and as usual, opened up my Google News app on my phone to see what's up with the world. The headline read, Cisco's latest layoffs, dark clouds over tech. And I wasn't one bit shocked. Layoffs have just become the name of the game. Large corporations go through massive layoffs cyclically every few years. Anyway, after reading that news, I kind of asked myself, how many companies have I been at? And out of those, how many went through layoffs? The answer was a staggering 50%. 50% of the companies that I've worked for have gone through layoffs in the time I was there. And as their HR person, I saw the effects that it had on the employees being laid off as well as the survivors. Employees who are laid off obviously go through a lot of emotional turmoil. And with the help of outplacement services, hard work, a positive attitude, and a strong sense of self, many move on to create super successful careers. Uh, Let's turn to the survivors the ones who are still gainfully employed at these companies that just went through a layoff. In my opinion, layoffs cause what I call attitude landmines. Attitude landmines are toxic, negative survivor attitudes created by the emotional roller coaster ride that survivors go on. On the surface, everything looks fine, but hidden underneath all that is a set of complex emotions which, when left unchecked, leads to kind of the implosion of your team's culture and camaraderie and engagement. As a manager, it falls on you to be able to effectively mind sweep and demine these attitude landmines before they kind of blow up. So really, beware of these five attitude landmines. We're going to talk about how you can identify them and what you can do about it. Let's get started. Number one. The Project Grabber Just the way the food crisis caused corporations to buy large pieces of land, basically land grabbing in in these developing countries, upsetting all the local communities, the job security crisis leads survivors to suddenly start taking ownership of every project out there. So how do you detect these? The project grabber raises their hand for every major project that's available or has high visibility. Sometimes they even go to the extent of stealing another person's work, rebranding it as their own, and then presenting it to senior executives. Project grabbers tend to create a lot of unhealthy competition and an environment where people constantly have to watch their backs and defend their work because they're afraid that someone might steal their work. So what can you do about project grabbers? You can promote teamwork wherever possible. Design rewards so that it promotes teamwork to get to the next level. Set clear roles and responsibilities and communicate it clearly. Help team members learn about each other's roles. Maybe do lunch and learns where they learn about each other's roles to prevent the classic, I don't even know what Bob does syndrome. And remember, a single employee is almost always never the sole reason for a project's success or failure. So recognize all those who worked on a certain project so that they can take joint responsibility for its success or its failure. 
And this also helps keep thoughts of favoritism at bay. Number two, the stoic. These are survivors who don't seem to show any emotion. On the surface, it might seem like nothing really matters to them anymore. Their stoic personality might stem from a feeling of deep resentment and, and a betrayal of sorts. Or sometimes they might just be waiting for their turn. How do you detect these? Well, they may be closed off and frozen anxious time wasters. Uh, the stoic can inject a lot of cynicism into the workplace purely by their demeanor. So what can you do about this as a manager? First things first, do not ignore those who seem very quiet. Take them out for a coffee or basically out of the workplace to make them feel more at ease so that they can open their minds to you. As a manager, you don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes all you need to do is listen, acknowledge, and be empathetic. It's really important for managers to hold everyone in the team to the same standards when it comes to work. Any sort of double standards only leads to further erosion of the trust within the team. Number three, the chameleon. Some species of chameleons change their colors and are excellent at camouflage. So are survivors. So how do you detect them? Well, in large corporations, there are many individuals who simply camouflage in the hope that they won't stand out. In their mind, standing out means being visible, and being visible means being on the radar. And being on the radar increases their chances of being picked for the next round of layoffs. So a classic example of this kind of behavior is telecommuters who all of a sudden are seen coming into the office every day to blend in so that they prove that they are needed in the organization. Another common example of chameleons is people not contributing too much in meetings and doing just enough to get by. What can you do about them as a manager? Well, you can talk in private with these employees who may be exhibiting this type of behavior. Uh, it's not possible to guarantee people their jobs, but letting them know about how important their role is to the organization and, and clarifying that it's business as usual might help. Repeat your expectations of their role. Conduct a stay interview. Go over their roles and determine if anything has changed. Modify goals to match any change in direction. All these will signal to them that um, they are valued and will make the employee feel a lot more comfortable and focused on their work. Number four, the typist. Back in the day, a person was quite the hot shot if they knew how to type. But in today's world, it's a dying profession. Or maybe it's already in the grave. Many survivors have a lot of survivor's guilt around layoffs. The whole concept of why him? It should have been me. Or there is a deep fear of not having marketable skills. What am I going to do if I'm laid off? I don't know anything else. And these are real. How do you detect these people? Instead of taking the time to learn new skills, the typists are the ones who refuse to adapt to change. 
After all, they are the only ones who know how to use this legacy product or system you have in place. Classic example of typist behavior are employees who make their work a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Maybe they start using this crazy Excel sheet with multiple function formulas, a web of cell references, 20 different tabs and VLOOKUPs that weave in and out of them to run a simple daily report that if automated, maybe could run within minutes. You get the point. Typists try to create a sense of job security by making their work look a lot more complicated. And they do this out of the fear of becoming obsolete or sometimes they simply refuse to change because you know what? Humans are creatures of habit. So, so what can you do about them as a manager? Have more one-on-ones with these employees and determine the root cause for their actions. If it's the fear of not being marketable, invest in training or professional development for them. This would be a great way to make them feel valued and show your commitment to them. If the employee feels that the change is unwarranted, hear them out, have them talk to you about their concerns, and educate them on the WIFM to change. WIFM? What's in it for me? Number five, and the final one, the indispensables. Not everything goes downhill after a layoff. There are employees who are so relieved to have a job that they are driven to complete more projects by the end of the year. These are employees who are high performers with high potential. This is a great, great time to invest in your high performing employees. So how do you detect them? Well, they are highly marketable and have kept themselves abreast with the latest thinking. Beware, these employees are also sought after and often leave or get poached by other companies during layoffs. They are brimming with positive energy and are always looking to be part of a solution. That is exactly what your team may be in desperate need of after a layoff. So what do you do about them as a manager? Have retention strategies in place for high performers. Understand their motivators and try to keep them engaged. Give them opportunities that they would find hard to refuse. This may not mean money for everyone. So it's really important to understand what motivates them. Create more opportunities for employees from different functions to interact with one another. This really promotes collaboration and helps employees learn. All right, managers, you are human too. So if you find yourself on top of one of these attitude landmines, give yourself the time and space to be able to show up better for your team. If you operate with fear, so will your team. Your energy directly impacts your team's energy. Yep, historically companies have seen higher turnover after layoffs, but knowing what to watch for and intervening at the right time can increase employee commitment and productivity. Focus on what you can control. It really encourages survivors to do the same instead of expending their energy worrying about the future. So now it's your turn. What are some attitude landmines you have encountered post layoffs and what strategies or tips would you give for managers? Go ahead and share your comments below. Keep the conversation going. Until next time, this is your host Dipti signing off. Have a wonderful week and be authentic. Thank you for listening. Thank you.